So I'm just talking to you. All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast, if I can say it. This evening, we are going to do a little bit of uh, different stuff than the two-parter we did last week. This one is also probably going to be a two-parter, but I am joined by Colleen and Nancy, and we are covering uh, Giants, Nephilims, and a little bit of Angels and stuff in there, too. So, uh, if you're down for that kind of stuff, hang around. If not, we'll see you in, I guess, two weeks since we're doing a two-parter. Anyways, uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Is it you because we're doing the the religion part? Alrighty, so I'm going to throw it over to Nancy. So, being that we're talking about religion, I ask that nobody come for me. (laughs) (laughs) I know religion is a touchy subject, but the subject we're discussing is not exactly that you can get away from. Without talking about religion. It's not about your theological beliefs so much like how you believe everything. It's about the history of it. And what the research states. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, so the Hebrew Bible states that Nephilim are mysterious beings who are described as being large and strong. The word Nephilim loosely translates, translated as giants in many translations of the Hebrew Bible. And some Jewish explanations interpret them as a hybrid sons of the fallen angels. Uh, there are many verses to support this. So the first one that I found was from the Hebrew Bible. It's Genesis 6, 4, and it states, The Nephilim were in the earth in those days and also after that, when the sons of God came in into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. The same were the mighty men, the same were the mighty men that were of old and men renowned. And so that is the way that I found that they often... Um, talk about them is the men of renown um and they were said to have been between eight and 15 feet tall um and am i not loud enough um okay so you mainly uh, do you mainly just have like uh christian catholicism uh history for okay um i want to throw in a point uh the titans well, I, okay, was, I've got some of the Greek and the Viking and, and that. Because giants span across a lot of different cultures. But the term Nephilim, that is really is Hebrew and Hebrew yeah. and Christian area. Um, and that's where a lot of our stories actually do stem back to. We do often talk about the Nephilim and all this. So it, we really do need... Like the the Hebrew, uh, so so the Israelite and the uh, Christian viewpoint is very important on this. We can touch on the others later. Mm, um, mm. Well, I but, just wanted everyone at home to uh, 
remember what I mentioned in one of the other podcasts that uh, one of my opinions is, is that um, all the religions are relatively the same. They're just all told from a different uh, viewpoint, a different cultural perspective. And they use different words. And they use different words yeah. because they don't speak the same languages as yeah. each other, right? So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, keep in mind a lot of this goes to more than just this uh, one part of religion. Yeah. The, the it, big ball of religion that we have on this planet. It spans all of global religions, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I did, the main research that I found was from the Hebrew Bible, but I, it did, I did come across an article that stated that somebody had done research across all of the religions, the large general religions, and there was similar stories throughout about Nephilim. Yeah. They just called them something different. Yeah. Um. So the last scripture was, what was that, Genesis? Yeah, Genesis 6-4. And then six, we four. also, they also, uh, there's writings in Numbers 13-13, 13, 13, and it said, we saw the Nephilim, we saw the Nephilim there. Uh, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. So you can imagine how giant and big they must have been if people were comparing themselves to grasshoppers in comparison to these men of renown. Yeah. Now, men of renown was often a term that they would use to, uh, I think, to describe like kings, rulers, and very <laughs> intellectual. <laughs> yeah, I think that was often a term used in that was men of renown, people who who were higher up. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, compared to a, a human, if somebody is like 15 feet tall and a lot bigger and a lot stronger, then they are going to be higher up and physically. feared. Yes. Yeah. So you would hold them on a pedestal because of your of fear. Yeah. Um, the I I came across some stuff that talked about that it believed that the a lot of the early rulers and kings were actually descendants of the Nephilim. Um, and that's where they came with the men of renown. But I mean, this is such a deep rabbit hole. Like it is unbelievably deep. Like it's a rabbit hole that goes right to the core of the earth. Like holy crap. <laughs> yes yeah um so the nephilim were described as mighty men as they were in the in the old testament as they were incredibly large and physically strong um also you'll hear the term fallen ones um as nephil is to fall it's a sorry it is the hebrew word translation for nephil nephil is to fall so there was four different theories i found and these are all in Judaism in the Hebrew Bible. Um, and these are from scholars that looked into scripture um, and came up with four different theories of how the Nephilim came to be. So the first one um, is that the fallen angels had relations with the daughters of men, which resulted in part human and part supernatural being. Um, the view, This view has increased in favor uh, in today um, in religions. And in the churches, it's the most popular view. So the supporting for that is uh, Job 1.6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. So in all of the research I found, in all the videos I watched, when they talk about the sons of God, it, it's the angels. And so that's the what I've noticed, too. Um, <clears throat> there was also another... A scripture from Job to support that was when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. 
Sorry. The morning star is also known as Lucifer. Lucifer morning. Well, it was Lucifer morning star. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think maybe they're talking about, they might be, they could be talking about morning star or they, they could be talking about like the morning star. Yeah. Which I don't know what that would be. Polaris. I have no idea. But, but <laughs> what was that line again? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. That's an interesting one. How do you interpret that? And it's that is Job 30 chapter 38 verse 7. Okay. And it's interesting because a lot of these biblical scholars like they're they're going back hundreds of years. But they've then, been researching but this But if stuff. you think about it, Satan and the fallen angels when when the morning star and the sons of God sang together. Well, and Right, the, is, that sounds like the same thing to me. Okay. You know what I do? Do you get what I mean? Kind of. Yeah, like God's word. The one way, yeah. yeah. So, now what I don't know, did you go into the Book of Enoch? A bit. Okay. All right. I do have a bit on the Book of okay, Enoch. Okay, because I've got a little bit on that here, yeah. so I didn't know because there are some passages in that, yes. um, which give more of the background. They talk more about, um the story of how the angels fall and their names and that. Yeah. So I didn't get into that, but the four, um, the four theories that the theorists came up with are in Judaism and Hebrew Bible. Yes. The, so like in the book of Enoch and Enoch is not part of the accepted <coughs> Hebrew Bible or our old Testament, like our Christianity's Old Testament. It's kind of an extra one. And, They've they basically say that it's not the word of God. Right, that's it. It's yeah. it's the word of fallible men, not God. Yes. Yes. Because Enoch apparently was a man. So in in chapter six, seven of Enoch, it states Beautiful women were born to men, and the angels saw them and lusted after them, and they yeah. wanted them to for as wives and to have their children. That's exactly the one that I saw. Okay. The lead angel was Semiaza. And I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. Semiaza. And when all these angels, there were like 200 of them. Um, when they saw these women, Semiaza was like, well, I'm not going to be the only dude to get in trouble here. Like, I don't want God singling me out. So if we're going to do this. We got to sign a pact together and we're all going to do it. So we all get in, we all get in shit with a big man, not just me. So I'm sorry. I'm really paraphrasing. <laughs> Um, so it was Samiaza and his 200 angels that descended to Hernan with this oath and they took a wife and defiled themselves with her. And so where that differs from what I found in the Hebrew Bible is that like what I'm talking about, the four different ways. Yeah. They also talk about why they did it. Yeah. And the angels were very jealous of the humans because the angels were more so God's warriors, where the humans were to be God's, like, children, were God's children. So he was obsessed with us and and put us above and, and separated and said, you can't go down, you know, we have to protect them. And these are my children. And where they were jealous, and that's where they wanted to... The word was pervert. Pervert. The human race. Yes. Because they wanted it to not be pure and innocent the way God had made. They couldn't understand why he was so obsessed with these yes. darn little creatures running and around on the planet. You'll find that 
in a lot in the in the Catholic Bible. Yeah, you will find that. Yeah, and it's um, but I find in the Catholic Bible they don't discuss a lot of this because it it's teachings of going against God, and where in the Catholic Bible they talk a lot about there is they do talk about things like when you go against God, this is what happens, but it's more so along the lines of you know worship and God is holy and great and and all this and. It's not necessarily a lot of the demons and like the other part. It that's the basis for the teaching. So now the the other question. I don't know if if you've got if I'm jumping the gun. Please stop me. Okay. Um, the the other thing I know that I found were um, the stories that talk about the nephilim. Um, they really were involving the flood. Yeah. So that's where they talk about that too. Where there was two theories. So either either um because the nephilim the only people that were saved on the ark was noah and his family yeah and so all other humans were supposedly wiped out and um so what they're saying is that they were giants and therefore they survived so either they were part of noah's family or they just reproduced again well and and the i know kind of what i came across the there's talk of, of Nephilim before the flood, and that one of the reasons was for, of the flood was actually God wanted to get rid of these Nephilim. Yes. And then the interesting thing is that the New Testament, so the Christianity's Bible, really has almost no mention. They are not mentioned nope. in Christianity's Bible. They are barely ever mentioned after the flood. I went to um, Catholic school uh, up until grade nine, and I can tell you that it was not discussed. Yeah. So it's like. I did not learn about any of that. Even my kids. So my kids go to Catholic high school and my daughter's graduated. And I asked her when I was doing my research, like, did you guys learn about this? Because she had to take religion up until grade 12. And she's like, I don't know. The first time she heard of the Nephilim is when we watched Shadowhunters. Yeah. And the, and the interesting thing, like on that one. So it talks about that the reason for the flood was to get rid of the Nephilim. And then the Nephilim were gone. And so they're not talked about again. And it's kind of interesting on that one. The The other thing, like in Enoch, it um, they say that the angels, the fallen angels, taught the women roots and plants, charms and enchantments. And which I found very interesting because goes to that whole idea of, of women learning witchcraft and how witchcraft is viewed. And I don't know how that relates, but it just caught me on that one. Um and then the women became pregnant and bore giants who consumed everything and everything of man. Then man, uh, then they would turn against man and devour them. The giants eventually sinned against animals and devoured each other's flesh and drank blood. So they had to be destroyed. And that's what Enoch says about it. And of course, that's the, the one not accepted in there. Um but, so the Hebrew Bible just has, like, from the research I found, it had those four, um, there's four points of, of what they kind of come up with. Yes. So the the history, though, shows that according to the Bible, they were gone after the flood. At, at least they're not talked about. Who knows So what. in the Hebrew Bible, it does mention they were there before. I have the scripture later on. Um, they were there before. Yeah. And they were there after. And they were there after. Okay. Yep. I think what it was is that, yes, they were there before because that's how the story goes. Um, and afterwards, yes, they were still there, but their numbers were greatly reduced. Or maybe they interbred. 
And so they no longer could be spotted as easily. Well, and then after some of those kind of things, like I don't remember, but um, David and Goliath, is that before or after the flood? That's after the flood. That's after the flood. Yeah. So Goliath would I have think. been one of, well, if not, I believe it was said that Goliath was one of the last of the bigger yes. raced people. There, there are numerous, um, they do talk about in the, the, Rephaim uh, in the Bible, which is a descriptor of Nephilim. It's not an official name. It's just the descriptor of the Nephilim. Um, and it, it basically means terrible ones. And it's from Deuteronomy 3.11, Joshua and Numbers. Um, and that basically when, when Moses took the Israelites out of Egypt and went searching for the promised land, they found the promised land, but it was inhabited by giants. So they had to get rid of them. Um, and so Joshua, who followed Moses, um, he took the Israelites into Bashan and won over the giants and destroyed them, got rid of, got rid of the Nephilim, the giants. Um, and it talks about also like in Bashan and in Hebron land, um, Joshua 11, 12 says they were wiped out from Israel, uh, Israelite land, but were still, but that they still existed in the Gaza Garth the Ash and the Ashad. Um, well, a lot of the research I found too stated that um, giants were the majority and humans were the minority. Yeah. So now it was after Joshua that the flood happened. Didn't know that Moses. that we were the minority. Yeah, that was one that I came across too. That that See, giants were the primor, like they were the big ones, like not the big one, but they were the main people on earth and us were just the little people running around i think what the problem was is that the angels were mad that uh god was now making a uh man 2.0 being us kind of thing right so the angels are like no you're not making a second species you have us you know we're not just your warriors and whatever you know we want the attention too so then they, yeah, like you said earlier, they decided to mess with the whole plan and start interbreeding and, and. Well, and they found, and they found the daughters of man so beautiful, but so that's the one theory. Now, what are the others? Um, well, what you're just talking about, there was actually scripture that I found that supported that, uh -huh. that goes along with what we're discussing where they wanted to, they saw the women and they wanted the women. And it's, so this Jude one, uh, verse six to seven and it's, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to the sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. And so basically any angel that did this was in big doo-doo um, because they went after the flesh. That's the strange, the, and the strange flesh means the flesh that was not like their own. Yeah. yeah. And so opposing, it talks about, and so angelic beings don't have DNA to combine with humans. That, that would make sense. Uh, spiritual beings, therefore, are not possible to produce offspring, assuming angels don't have DNA. Um, or if they do, then it's not the same as, um, as humans. Um, some argue that it's possible because we see two angels took form of a human in Genesis 19, 
113. Now, is that Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. Okay, that's where the two angels went into Sodom yep. and Gomorrah posing yep. as humans yes. to find out, does the city really require to be destroyed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the second theory is that, so this was more, this one crossed more so into the Christianity because Christianity views fallen angels as demons. Right. And it says, uh, the second one is some that, some is that demons or fallen angels, in quotes, possessed men, then had relations with the daughters of men, resulting in the Nephilim. Okay. So it wasn't that the angels or the fallen angels themselves mated. It was that they possessed the men and mated and therefore, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because it would still be a human body. It would still be, it would still yeah, mean that so you there, wouldn't it get. It says here there's no evidence in the Bible to support that. Um, Except for the fact that those two angels did take the form of man. Um, but that's taking the form, not possessing man. Yes. Okay. And it says there's no evidence in the Bible to support this idea that God's children can become demon possessed. Um, the third one is that the Nephilim were descendants of Seth. So the Sethite view that the Nephilim were from the lineage of Seth is rapidly growing within the church and is possibly the most common view today among scholars. Sons of God are defined as the righteous line of Seth that is that disobeyed God and married women from the line of Cain. So and now Seth was one of Adam and Eve's sons. He was yes. after uh, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Okay. So I have a bookmark. I saved it because I wasn't going to write all of it down. <laughs> but there's on my phone, there's a bookmark that it shows the lineage of all of them. Um, and it says the women who married into the line of Seth followed other gods and rejected full allegiance to God. The offspring, offspring as a result, fall, fell away and turned to the system of the world. Um, now. So that is the first talking about um, going against God's will. And because, I mean, in in most religions, it's you worship the God that is in your religion. Um, and this was they talks about they fell away and turned to the system of the world as opposed to following religion. Uh, Jewish historical writings and the literature as, as early as the first century favored that view. St. Augustine and John Calvin um, and their famous scholars and theologists who have held their position as this assuming that Seth to Noah all the numbers were obedient to God to preserve a righteous lineage okay now Adam had Seth and then eventually it did go down Noah was one of their descendants yes so if the but Nephilim they're saying between Seth to Noah, Noah that they were they'd lost some of them had lost track no that they so it says from Seth to Noah all the members were obedient to God to preserve the righteous lineage. Okay. So it's after Noah, which would have been after the flood. All right. So Seth, but but then that also makes sense in terms of Noah was allowed to, like he was saved during the flood, him and his family, and they were descendants of Seth. And that was meant to right put the Nephilim. So that would kind of, wow. Okay. Sorry. My brain's just rolling around in circles here trying but to figure I, this know, one and out. That's what, that's what made my brain hurt. Yeah. Way. Because, like, reading the scripture alone and trying to make sense of that, I had to, like, it's like reading Shakespeare. Shakespeare's easier. Like, <sighs> trying to sort this out and understand it. Um, but basically, in all of anything that I read about the Nephilim, it was that they were cursed out by God. 
because of what they did. Yes. Okay. And because of what their parents did. Because of what the parents did. Well, and and the um, because they were part human and part supernatural being. But you think about it, like if you think about it biologically, if you have a giant man who is fifteen feet tall, and a average sized woman, which is what five eight. Uh, back then it would have been about five feet. Okay, so that is your, that is your average woman. Yeah. How are they supposed to bore, bear a giant baby? Exactly. Like that would have just killed them. Yeah, it would be that the women would have had to have been the giants and the men. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I stole it. So exactly. You, you know. <laughs> oh. Penis get lost. <laughs> so you know how they were saying that uh, some of the people. Uh, in the Bible, lived to like 300, 600 years old. Some are clocked as older. I've heard that Noah was put down as something like six, 700 years old. Well, then you take into consideration how long it takes us to go from an infant to being full grown. Mm-hmm. So if you stretch our growth time over a 300-year span, a baby would be the same size as a human baby, but take longer to grow to the size of a giant. You see where well, I'm coming from? And that was one thing I know that I always found interesting with the Bible is that the for the Old Testament, the people in it, when when theologists look through and figure out their age, these people lived hundreds of years. Now, and this was at a time when our archaeological records suggest that people were living like 50 years old was old. Like, mm-hmm. so... So it's it's interesting on that one. So that surprised me when I started reading into it. And they're like, he lived to like 398. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and they didn't have their kids until they were like in their hundreds. Yeah, 130. Yeah. So very interesting. Like, what were they, Vulcans or something? Like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So if you take our lifespan and you stretch it out that long. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. To have more of a, to be born of, you know, regular baby size. And just take a longer time to age. Okay, I see what you like, mean. Like you're not an adult until you're like f- so 58. That even though, let's say, even though the human woman mated with with the an angel, fallen angel, line of God, whatever, and she had Nephilim, the child would have been born regular size, but over 100 years or so grew to become the giant finally at 15 feet or whatever. That, so, that brings new meaning to like... Having your son tower over you. Yeah, boy, doesn't it? <laughs> but live you. But yes. talk about also, you know, if you need something on the top shelf, way to go. Um, yeah. The one thing that I did get. A- you got to wait 50 years until it gets yeah. there. Though. Yeah. The one thing that I, I do get annoyed with with religion is the the way that they discuss and their view of women. That's always been a huge this, issue. You know, they're saying that all angels were male. Yeah, yeah. But in in a lot of TV shows and movies, they're not predicted as just male. They're actually, when you read, like when I've done the readings and and learned in school, angels are actually like not a sex. Well, I I love just a being. I loved Constantine. I remember the scene in Constantine where oh, wicked movie where you see Lucifer Morningstar and you're like, is that a guy or a girl? You have no idea. It, it's totally, it was supposed to be that they're very fluid. Yeah, completely androgynous. You yep. have no idea. I loved it. I thought that was amazing. It yep. was, they were not male or female. In which? In Constantine. The movie Constantine. With, um, with Keanu Reeves. And the, the dragon's breath and the noisy crickets and... 
I'm not. I really. I do not. I do not remember much except for the. I think I'm thinking of Constantine, and there's a scene where Lucifer Morningstar falls into a pond of water, like a pool in a in a. They're fighting, and he's just. It's Lucifer Morningstar, the Satan, whatever, is just this gorgeous white-haired blonde angel-looking being, absolutely beautiful. But you have no idea if it's male or female. No idea. I'll have to go back and watch it. I got it somewhere. Yeah, and all in all of the the teachings that you read, it's they are neither male nor female; they are just beautiful beings. Yes. So maybe when they saw the daughter's a man or something, they decided, okay, I'm going to choose to be a male so I can be with her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's... I know that like back in the day, men were viewed as much higher. Yes, than women. Which never really made sense to me, considering that we are the ones that bring life. Yeah, it's well, and that all also you need both, but we are the ones like a man just gives his sperm, where the woman's body does the rest. Yeah. You remember the movie Michael? I never saw it. Oh, okay. So it was about a angel. And they're only given so much time that they're allowed to be on the earth realm. But when they are, they do have functioning parts. But they're only allowed to be here for so long Mm -hmm. before they are gone for good, right? Well, they would have to fit in. And so that's probably why. Because if we saw an angel, to begin with, the way that I read about them in scriptures, that they are huge. And it would scare a lot of people. So when they are among us, they, they have most to likely to take a, a, a form, whether it be male or female, to adjust to the way we look. So that we're not scared. Yeah. And from what I've seen in some of the videos and stuff like that, if you actually look up what an angel looks like, oh, okay. it's not a beautiful humanoid no. looking person. No. no. This is like a birded multiple winged ball of energy that has sometimes that they say it has tentacles other times they say it's ribbons other times they say it's whatever but yeah they're they're not the well uh they're they're not the stereotypical thing that you would think of when you think of angel a big point on that one is our current version of of what the seraphim, the cupid, might look like. We picture this cute little baby with cute little wings. That is not the description of a seraphim. Um, no. A seraphim has like, I think it's like nine wings, giant points, horns, like all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but our artists, especially during the Renaissance, took a lot of liberties because they wanted to make it beautiful to our yes. eyes. And that's a lot, I find, what religion does is yeah. when they started bringing things from words to pictures they wanted them to be beautiful and because you know they're the god's warriors and so yeah that's what you're you're told yeah but i have heard that theory that they are very bird-like and yeah yeah not the prettiest so the last view i i struggled with because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me so the last view it said nephilim were offspring of fallen men The last few claims that the sons of God were godly men who married ungodly women, not from the line of Seth, just common women, resulting in Nephilim, a group of offspring um, that fell away. And the debate with that theory, it's still they're still debating it. um, And there's still 
across all the board, they're still debating on what Nephilim actually means. But you know that Nephal is... To fall. Fall. Yeah. In Hebrew. Um, so to support it, it said the position is consistent with scripture, both pre-flood and post-flood, um, meaning before the flood, um, the offspring were gone. Or sorry, it says... Um, before the flood, the offspring were fallen men. After the flood, God destroyed um, everyone but Noah and Pham. Nephilim are still showing up in the scriptures as fallen men. Okay. In that theory. Now, in that one, they, they classify, I've, I've read, I think it was that the go- ungodly women were the daughters, the descendant daughters from Cain's line, from yes. Canaan. Yes. Yes. And that's what in the, the previous, in the Seth. The Sethian, they call it theory, states that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it there was a there was a little bit talked about um, when we were talking about pre-flood and post-flood. post-flood. But it says here the in the research it says so the answers to if they were there after, um, and so it just says that they would either just continue to reproduce with human women. Um, just to continue on. And and it would basically be with that one. So with those four theories, with three of the theories, all except for the very first one, which is fallen angels, um, all of them basically what it would mean is that the offspring are actually 100% human. So why are they, why do we get this idea of the Nephilim and giants and extreme power, extreme size, if they are all 100% human? Um, because like with the theory, with the, with the fallen men view, like it's men are having sex with women, human men with human women. Yeah. So how do you get this That's, giant? That did, yeah, that part didn't and, make a lot of sense to and me. And with the Sethite view, it's, well, it's the same thing. It's godly men, men of, of human line with ungodly women of human line. They're still hundred percent human. And with the view that the angels overtook human bodies, well, they're using a body that is 100% human to mate with yep. a woman, so you're still going to get 100% human. So in those three theories, none of them give you an idea where how do we get this mutation? Well, that would be more so the spirit, the supernatural yeah. aspect of it. Okay. So the... Because really, if you embody, if you embody somebody's, like if you're possessed... You know, your soul is is hidden, so that does make sense. Where it would be a human, but the spirit of that, the spirit baby might impact. Produ- yeah. Okay. So the spirit could impact how the the fetus would develop and what it would become yes. out like. Okay, that's an idea. Um, I think what might be going on is so you've got the angels, they bred with men, they created the nephilim, and nobody talks about after the Nephilim, who the Nephilim are breeding with. Yes, that's where so a think big th- thing is lost. I think that's where the cutoff is. So, yes, there uh, was Nephilim before and after the flood, but after that, the genealogy either got absorbed into ours or, from what you hear in a lot of religions, we hunted the giants because they were vicious, destructive well, the, creatures. The biblical stories. Yeah. yeah. The biblical stories talk about the Nephilim. I mean, they they attacked the animals. They ate flesh. They ate blood. They were violent, <laughs> predatory, horrible creatures Yeah, um, that needed to be extinguished because they would hunt down men. If we wanted to survive, we had to get rid of them. Yeah, it was it like said, do or die. It said that, so 
the one point that was the same in the Hebrew doctrine, as well as the book of Enoch, was that the Nephilim were a breed of giants and superhumans who performed deeds of exceptional evil. Yeah. The the interesting thing is, like, so that's the, the Christianity Hebrew view, which are, of course, very similar because, I mean, Christianity uses Old Testament, which is very much, like, almost identical to the Hebrew Bible, I think. If I'm wrong, I please apologize. Sorry, say that again. I zoned out. Um, Christianity uses uh, Old Testament and New Testament. And the Old yep. Testament is basically the Hebrew Bible, isn't it? So when you look very at, when you look under the umbrella under Christianity, Catholicism is under there. The Hebrew yeah. is under there. It is a huge so even like Protestant Anglican. Yeah, but it's we, all under that Christian the Christianity umbrella. But Christianity uses Old Testament and New Testament. Yes. So and the Old Testament is based on the uh, the Israelite uh, Bible, isn't it? The same thing, like that. Our Old Testament is the Israelites, because we've um, uh, uh, is Israel the Hebrew Bible is Genesis and Joshua and Moses and, and all yeah, those. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of that is spoken in Catholicism. <laughs> yes. So and in and in Christianity, because Christianity it's it's mainly it's the New well, Testament that makes don't it. Don't they say that that's where it all started was from the Hebrew? Yes, yes. Because from Judaism, what they're Jewish, Jesus was Yeah. Jewish. So our old testament so for Christianity, the old testament that we learned, like I don't know the Bible I got as a kid, it had the Old Testament and the New Testament yep. in it. So the Old Testament is what uh, Hebrew Jewish people use. They don't use the the New Testament. Um, so that's just kind of how I thought it was. But I could be very wrong. Uh, it was never something I actually really looked into. Truthfully, I'm sorry. I've never read the whole Bible. I've oh, read. I've never. I've, I've never read. The I've whole read Bible. passages, and we studied passages. But, like, I went up to grade nine and that was it. So we never really got into a lot of it. Yeah, I preferred the Old Testament. It was more fun. The New Testament was boring to me. <laughs> but I only had, I had, like, a children's Bible. So it was cute the little one, stories. The way that I do view it, though, is that it's, don't come for me. Um, it is uh, fairy tales. Actually, that's what I was, that's what my church actually taught me. That is a lot. Because, I mean, if you you look at the stories that were, were told, were taught you know, to share yeah. and to love each other and, you know, that kind of, and, 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 you know, respect your parents and your elders and, and all of that. And all of the stories that we were taught and said that happened, um, I kind of have a hard time believing that, you know, God took a basket of fish and a loaf of bread and fed all those people. Like, and, and I get, you know, miracles do happen because miracles do yeah. happen. But it's basically they were stories to teach us how to be good human beings. And it's interesting because I'm I'm Protestant. I grew up in the United Church of Canada, Canada, and how I was always taught as a kid, like Bible school and all that. It was these are books of stories to teach you to lead your life. They're good stories. They're not. This is not historical fact or whatever. This is stories to help teach you how to lead. So that's that's what I'd been taught as a kid. But it's like everyone learn something different on it and that doesn't mean i can't say any one way is wrong or any one way is right yeah well um, you could sit and debate religion yeah not for hours and hours and hours because for a religion it's you're believing in something that you can't see and that you yeah. can't you didn't know it was real or not you have to base it on faith yeah so it's yeah. everybody has their own faith and yeah. everybody has their own ideas and beliefs but the the interesting thing so with the nephilim with the giants the other thing i found is in multiple cultures talks about them so 
where it's where it's curious so like um greek mythology has quite a bit of um giant in it yeah and Okay. So I just want to, one point, one thing that I did see, and it was uh, talked about, could the Nephilim return? Mm. Like, could this all happen again? And it said, according to scripture, God has stopped fallen angels from mating with humans by banishing all those who performed such an act of darkness. Which I thought was... But they they disobeyed very, him before. I mean, why wouldn't they again? Because Well, they, I guess, I don't know. They, he banished, I don't know what he does when he banishes them. Yeah. I guess they just aren't in existence anymore. But I mean, if they're just a ball of energy, I could imagine. And God is supposed to be light. Light is the main source of a ball of energy. So say God is a being who's in charge of populating a planet of mammals to grow and become a new spacefaring civilization someday. Mm -hmm. And people of your race, so... God might be an angel as well, if you think of it. We're getting we're getting into the alien zoo theories, things like that. Love those. (laughs) Say, God is the same thing as the angels are, but he's just higher up in command. Then you have these subordinate guys that go to Earth. They're on shore leave, and they start having some good times with the the teeny tiny women down there because they're cute, right? And I'm thinking these guys are, you know, bigger. Guys, maybe not like all of them being fifteen feet tall. Well, that's what the Nephilim were. That were that were that was the offspring. The were. Yeah. Were. So they would have come looking like humans. Yeah, looking come they they would come to Earth looking like humans and well, like and think about that. Okay, so if we want to get into the the alien idea on that one, if we've got an alien ship that's watching over Earth, trying to get it going or whatever, you do not want to pollute the gene pool with. The genes that you brought from your old planet. You want to see how this right. world's going to develop. And, and that's but what I think was going on. What and if when they got banished, I think they got kicked out of that the the forces for that unit that was to build this planet. Well, and that I know what I've also heard talked about is that their banishment was, dude, you ain't coming back on the ship. You're stranded on Earth now. You got to stay. You made your bed, lie in it. Um. But the interesting thing, so if they if they are aliens, they come down to Earth, what if they're using a cloaking device? So we see them as... Well, they are energy. An angel well, is energy. If we're if we're looking and, at it as an alien. Yes. Okay? So if they come down okay, here so and they're I, using a cloaking or camouflage... Shift gears. Um, And they're using a cloaking or camouflage, but their <laughs> DNA is still going to show that they're aliens. So their offspring, the Nephilim, will look like their original DNA, despite what their cloaking device shows. And that's exactly what we're going to get into in part two of this uh, podcast. Are we good for part one? Yeah. Yeah. All righty. So, yes, that little bit at the end there was a taste of what's coming next. So uh, if you want to jump down the bunny hole with us, uh, I think we got enough propeller hats for everybody. So, um, Did you mean tin hats? <laughs> the propeller hats will slow your fall because they oh, spin. Okay. They're fun. Come on. Anyways, you guys take her easy and uh, have a great evening.